0: Don't be ashamed to learn things that you need to know. Here's explanations with Dr.
1: Doe. Episode 66 of the Explanations podcast. This is a review of the episode of the Explanations YouTube channel, What Is My Sex, where we look at the odd ways over time that we have tried to see the binary in human beings uh, that may or may... Not It's not there. There, there is no binary, um, but we have looked for it, and I am here with Amanda to figure out what our current thoughts are on that and talk about whatever else we want to. Hi.
0: Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How are you today? I'm
0: great. How are you?
1: Great. So great. <laughs> I'm really glad that you're here. I was talking to you before we started recording about the name that I was introduced to you as, and that is is a little bit about why I brought you here of like so when when we met, someone said, Lindsay, this is Richard, Richard, this is Lindsay, and you present as feminine, you present as female. I have never been told or given the impression or really asked about your gender or uh, sex assigned at birth or anything like that. But your name then was Richard and so I was like, oh, let's Let's pick things apart with somebody who has
0: uh, two different names. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want me to tell that story? <laughs> yes, I kind of do because I don't know it. So it started a long time ago when I was 12 or 13. My best friend used to call me a dick all the time. What? And so my response to my friend was, please, I prefer Richard. Oh. <laughs> uh... So when I met our mutual friend, Miha, who's, mm-hmm. who introduced us, um, they didn't want to call me Amanda for several reasons that aren't mine to share. Uh-huh. So I was giving them different options of things they could call me and finally landed on Richard. And so Miha has always called me Richard since then. And there are a lot of people in my life in Missoula who still call me that because that's all they know me as. Wow. Um, yeah. And I think what's interesting to me about that is Miha is also the first person who kind of told me... I didn't seem female to them, that I seemed to encompass both male and female energies and kind of made me realize that it was okay to be that way. And so Richard is tied to that for me. So, wow. So I guess it is relevant to what yeah, we're talking about today. It totally is.
1: So Miha has been on the podcast. Um, I can look up here real quick which episode if anyone wants to go back and learn more about them. Uh, episode 48, where we talked about condoms, and now we're on episode 66. So it's been a while, but I, yeah, I love how Missoula is connected in that way. And it sounds like your name, Richard, and your name, Amanda, are both part of our discussion. There we go. (laughs) Very cool. So do you identify as non-binary?
0: I kind of... I, I think some of this is privilege for me. I do present female. That is the sex I was assigned at birth. Um, I don't really care. I, <laughs> I, I, I am who I am. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when I was younger, I struggled a lot with identifying as more masculine and I, I was considered a tomboy. I don't like that phrase, but it's what people use and it's understandable. So I kind of stopped caring at a certain point what my sex is. I am who I am. And that is both stereotypically female things and stereotypically male things. And to me, that's ridiculous that there are stereotypes. So I I don't know. <laughs> wow.
1: I like it. I, I think I feel similarly. Um, I present as female as female assigned at birth. So I identify as cisgender. But also if someone says sir or dude or young lad or whatever.
0: I'm like, okay, whatever. Like there's kinda, nothing offensive to me I kinda about like that. that. I when I had shorter hair, I would get surged sometimes and honestly kind of turned me on. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> My handsome fella. <laughs> so I've gone back and forth, I think, between the way I present as well. it's fluid for me. Um, I don't claim to be, you know, gender neutral though. I am I, cisgendered. Okay. So
1: cool. Uh, Should we go through the different, uh, what what are we going to call them? Kind of heuristics, these shortcuts that we use to try and figure out someone's sex. Yes. And see what the results are? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to pull up the Sexplanations video here of this, and we'll just go through it. Take a moment and look at your nails. Okay. Take a moment and look at your nails. All right. So both of us just... Turned our hands palm down and looked at our nails that way. And then you actually like t- flipped your hands over and clenched them into fists and looked at them kind of palms up. So, is that
0: which is which or supposedly?
1: <laughs> I think that looking at them palms down is female, and looking at them like turned toward you with your palms toward you is male. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> More, tell us more, Lindsay, from the past. What if I told you that the way you look at them determines whether or not you're female? Females like this, males like this, intersex. Hopefully you'll be curious. Hopefully you'll wonder what actually does determine whether or not a person's female. It can't possibly be how you look at your nails. How about the way you check out the bottom of your foot or shoe? Okay, so check out the bottom of your foot. So supposedly, if our mics are in the way, and this is kind of awkward because we're on loungy couches. But if you look like this where you're looking back over <laughs> your, your hip, <laughs> yeah, that's considered female. And then lifting it up into the center of your body, kind of like you're crossing your legs up to a cross-legged position, that's considered male. Hmm. And we both crossed in.
0: Who decided these
1: things? <laughs> um...
0: And why are they? Curious the authority? people
1: of the past <laughs> who are just trying to figure things out and not realizing that maybe na- me me, me. me. <laughs> nature is not binary for human beings, for genitals, for um internal reproductive systems, for chromosomes. like like people still do today. we ch- We try to figure it out because organizing things feels better. But, I think if we could embrace the uncertainty, we'd all be a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's real. Okay. Here we go. Next one. How do you take off your shirt? How do you take off your shirt?
0: (laughs) Do you want me to take off my shirt? (laughs) Is this all an elaborate ruse to get me naked? So like this.
1: You go across the front. Yes. Okay. So that's female. And then what they're saying is across the back is kind of yanking at the back of your collar and then pulling over your head. Hmm. I know. It feels awkward. I know. Well, and... It's not how arms work. <laughs> people who identify as male have told me that it feels awkward to go over the huh. front.
0: Yeah. So there's some truth to this? <laughs> well, oh,
1: definitely. Yeah. I think not, not, not truth, but maybe trends or patterns, that doesn't mean that we all fall into these clean categories, but it would make sense that someone whose center of gravity is in their shoulders is going to remove things off of their torso differently than someone whose center of gravity is in their hips. Yeah. Interesting. I hope we're not saying anything
0: offensive. Okay. Are, are I don't you, To me, not to me. To anybody. Oh. <laughs> let us know in
1: the comments if we've messed up Uh, we're trying to do the best we can here with language. (laughs) Here we go. Next one. (laughs) Look up at the sky. Okay. Look up at the sky. (laughs) I think on here, the look up at the sky of a female is more thorough. Like we actually look up and hold, whereas the male from the nuance and video, I can see it looks like it's quick, like me, me, up down. I did pause. Yeah, me too. Okay. Next one. Sit on the couch. Sit on the couch. That's oh, we're what we're are doing. doing. It. Check, <laughs> and we're both doing it in the, the so-called female way. So our legs are crossed, and we are taking up very little, little space.
0: Taking mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. up <laughs> one quarter of this very small couch. <laughs> yeah. I actually
1: remember when we were doing the video for this. Having to sit in that classic male position was so uncomfortable. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Leg spread, like spread, <laughs> lounging back. I feel self-conscious, but it's very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I feel oh, powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. I, I go to a lot of support group meetings where we sit in circles and... I find that I will sit with my legs crossed and just be really uncomfortable and start worrying about having varicose veins later in life and all this. And I'm like, okay, can I sit with my legs spread? And so for at least a minute at every one of these meetings, I will just sit there with my legs spread and try and just endure the social taboo of
0: it. because I I do sit like that on the floor. Yeah, well, on I don't, the floor. Is that what, yeah. Oh, that's not what you're. No, oh, you I'm talking about like chair. chairs yeah. in a circle.
1: Like for me to sit here across from you on this couch and just keep my legs spread. Yeah, there's a little bit of like.
0: <laughs> when do I get to cross my legs again? I make a conscious effort to do th- to sit like this, the male way, mm-hmm. in meetings when I need something from a man I'm talking to. I sit up very straight and I do not cross my legs, and it's a conscious effort because <gasps> I know this. <laughs> so the power posture that people talk about. And right? what happens? I don't know if it makes any difference, but I, I feel more confident when I'm not making myself small yeah. and folding in. Yeah. so
1: I'm still doing it. Yeah. The, those of you, you don't who, look comfortable. You, you can't see. <laughs> I'm still sitting <laughs> spread-legged. I have, a, I would say, a foot, maybe a, a foot and three inches in between my knees, and I am... I'm working it here. I also have super floofy kind of cargoy pants. So it kind of makes me feel like I can – like, yeah, I'm just being a bro. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: need a video game controller and a beer. <laughs> yeah, or the,
1: also the tendency is for me to keep putting my hands over my crotch. of Like, okay, yes, I get it. My legs are spread. I still have to cover up. And so I'm trying to – like rest my hands on my legs and then i feel awkward but what we'll see how long it goes and i'll see the other thing i'm doing it's like on the floor my heels are trying to turn turn in. so that yeah. they are you know blocking access to my crotch as well okay i'm just gonna sit here i'm gonna endure it we're gonna <laughs> see how far i make in this explanations podcast with my legs spread just lounging being non-binary here we go next try this one Butt, knees, heels flat against the wall. Keep them like that and then try to pick up a chair. All right. So this one, I think, has some biological truth to it because of the uh, center of gravity of people assigned different things at birth. Of course, again, like everybody's on a spectrum and we don't have a binary system. But generally, you'll have people, biosex males and biosex females fall in two separate categories here. So Callie has a chair. Hopefully she'll let us use it here for a moment and we'll try this out where you're going to put your heels up against the wall with the chair in front of you and then try and lift the chair. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Butt, knees, and heels. Your butt, your knees, and your heels all need to be up against the wall. Okay. I'm going to do it. Well, but you're picking it up from the seat. So don't pick it up from the the back of the chair, pick it up from the seat of the chair.
0: It's really hard to bend over over there.
1: Okay. Oh, you also have heels on. I do.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So you did it. No problem. And in the video, I did it no problem as well. But um, we don't have a, a biosex male here to try it out.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what the difference is.
1: They can't. They can't do it? No, I've never seen... Uh, it was hard. Yeah. But you did it. You did okay. it. No did it. problem. <laughs> People who are assigned male at birth, they, they can't, which is kind of fun to imagine situations where there might be a really cocky man who wants to show his... His strength and uh, superiority. Oh, yeah? Pick up this chair, mister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Yep. I think that's how we should solve conflict from now on. <laughs>
1: yeah? Yeah. I like it. Pick up the chair.
0: <laughs> Whoever picks up the chair <laughs> leads the
1: country. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. I I actually didn't stand up to do my own version and just let people rely on the video because I want to continue sitting here spread-legged. and just commit to this plan. Okay, here's the next one. Determining whether or not a person is female is a pretty elaborate endeavor, which some of us start very, very early. As early as sperm! One technique involves placing semen in a gel-like obstacle course. The faster male sperm will make it through, whereas the more resilient female sperm will stay behind. Okay, so the rest of this video we can't try out. Because it's things like looking at sperm under a microscope
0: and figuring out. Ultrasounds. I remember that part of the video. So my, I actually have a third name. You do? (laughs) I do. Uh, My parents were told I was a boy before I was born and were shocked. Wait, what? What's happening? Yeah. So by the ultrasounds, my parents were told that I was going to be a boy. That you had a turtle. not That I had a penis, yes. Okay. (laughs) And they were shocked when I was born that I did not have a penis. (laughs) So my other name is Andy, which is the name I would have been given if I had had a penis. And I do go by that sometimes. I prefer it to Amanda. I've tried over the years to get people to call me that, but it just hasn't stuck. So if I ever leave this town. New identity. <laughs> I mean, we could get that going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's another Amanda Armstrong in this town who goes by Andy. So it just, the market is saturated. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is
1: that too. I have been deliberating about changing my name because the Lindsay has a, a strange association in my head right now. And I've tried things like, L-E-L-L-E or L, the letter L. I really want to be a Libby because then it would be libido. Um, Ooh. I know. But, <laughs> yeah, so far right now we're at Lindsay, and we'll just see where it goes from there. But I,
0: I appreciate the the curiosity about our names. Yeah. I changed my name five or six times as a child. I think a lot of kids do that, but <laughs> my, my parents were very indulgent. They would call me by whatever name I wanted to be called, but I was Angel for six months. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think the um, gendered nature of names is strange too. I've never felt comfortable with that. Yeah, tell and me more. I, I don't know if I have too much more to say about it. I've I just never felt a connection to my own name. I was called to ma- Amanda. Right. Okay. So, my parents called me Mandy from the time I was born until I was about five. When I found out my real name was Amanda, I had no idea, and I was so mad that my parents had been calling me Mandy all those years because I just hate it, and it doesn't suit me for whatever I don't even know what that means, that it doesn't suit me. It just, Mm -hmm. just is a feeling, you know? Yeah. But I think that's when it started that I wanted to be called different names, and I tried out stuff just to see what felt right, and I think it stopped when I got to school, and it's what's written on the paperwork, so it's what I was called, but
1: So you went with Angel? I was Angel for a while. Which could be any gender. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, any other names? I, none that, that were
0: stick d- out to me.
1: But were they gendered or? No, I from
0: what I remember, they were all very gender neutral sort of names. Randy, that was one of them. Randy. Randy. Yeah, I just thought it was a cute name. It is cute. I mean, it's gender neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is Andy. I, yeah, right. So I, I guess maybe I have a problem with my name being so feminine. <laughs> Wow. But you go by Amanda. I do. And Richard. Less so, yes. I mean, that felt like an era of my life. But yeah, there's still people who call me Richard. I still respond to it. Someone shouts it in public. I'm looking to see who it was. So, (laughs) Oh, cool.
1: I found out that Lindsay was originally a boy's name and loved that. Because even though for my cohort, it's used for mostly it's used for women. It was originally a male name. Same
0: with Ashley. Yeah, I feel like you run across that in like old English literature yeah. and I like it. Huh. So I just pretend I have a boy's name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm. So interesting. I wonder if guys have a similar experience where if they are misgendered it it kind of like you were saying you felt turned on by it or it's kind of exciting or oh, wow, thank you. Or if because we shame girliness so much that it's actually Offensive to them. Yeah,
0: perceived as an insult because being female is weakness and (laughs) yeah, yada yada all that other bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) There
1: isn't one experience that fits all. So I'm sure that there there are people who feel all the things um, on every point of the very long line. Okay, so let's be done with the video there. If people want to learn more about uh, how heart rates and sugar cravings and how soft your mom's hands were, et cetera, were determinants for the gender of offspring, check out youtube.com slash explanations and watch the video. I watched it. I enjoyed it. The tests
0: are fun. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's cute. I like it too. Um, Let's do a shout out here to Paul, the Millers, Donna, and Ben. They are sexplanauts on patreoncom sexplanationspodcasts who have been amazing supporters of the show, so I like to give them a shout out. Oh, so they make this possible.
0: They do. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're they are a handful of many, um, but at their particular level, we get to yay say to hello everyone. to them. Woo! Yay. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um,
0: other thoughts on gender that you have. Well, now my head is just swirling with thoughts uh, Ooh, that I don't Let's... know that I can put together into words right now, just pluck them out <laughs> into anything coherent. But I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like feeling constrained by gender and the binary. Mm-hmm. I don't like that I, I, the self-imposed ways I'm supposed to act because my gender identity or my sex. I struggle with that a lot, especially in my professional life. So I don't know. I hate it. I wish yeah. we all just wore spacesuits that looked exactly the same, and, and you know, not. I go back and forth, right? Yeah. I wish there was uh, not a need to conform, but also self expression is important. Mm-hmm. I love fashion and that kind of stuff. So.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I struggle with this all the time, and I, I love talking to people who have gone through transition and they don't identify with the sex assigned at birth and the the gender expectations or gender role, gender expression of, of that marking. It's so cool to pull all of this apart with them. Uh, I am realizing by the way that because I am not crossing my legs, my pinky and ring finger are trying to cross like I'm trying to cross something, something to just be like mm, I
0: didn't mm, I actually I got cross tried not to for two I lasted about 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm going to join you see if I can make it the rest of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to sit here with our legs spread. Well it's interesting too cuz I, I I cross my arms and my legs. And Ooh very close. I don't closed. consider myself a closed off person. But physically, that's this is not a very "hey, you talk to me" kind of posture, is it? <laughs> um, I read it as cold. Yeah. Are you cold? No. no not 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 cold thi- emotionally,
1: right. <laughs> but cold physically. No. Hmm. But yeah, it is a uh, a social script. I think that people assigned female at birth and then maintain that identity are expected to take up less space and
0: cross inward. Well, and the leg crossing thing too is about protecting the precious parts from. <laughs> yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't just offer your vagina to anyone. Right. Oh, oh my goodness. Other things like that that you can think of. Um, what makeup? Do you mean? Um, ways that we're that people who identify as
0: female are expected to present. Yeah, I think there's an expert makeup's a good one, like you just said. I think. I've run across it that women are expected to wear makeup, that you don't look professional or ready to go to a meeting if you're not put together in that way, which is awful on one hand that I shouldn't have to if I don't want to. But also male-identified people or people assigned male at birth should be allowed to if they do want to. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, I wonder... It's sounds silly. I feel like we t- we're talking about this and it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But it's so important to break apart because... So, for example, I'm, I think about the YouTube community and how you have this enormous diversity um camera because people have access to to YouTube, to just upload it from their living rooms. They don't have to go through a big television network, and so you you see a lot more of the diversity. And I wonder how many of them feel like they have to put makeup on to be camera ready. I wonder if Hank Green puts on makeup to do SciShow and Crash Course or if it's just the female hosts that feel like they have to put on face in order to be camera
0: ready. Yeah. You should ask him. I, I should. <laughs> we can find out. <laughs> yes, we can.
1: I mean, I know that there are lots of guys who put on makeup, and and that is a version of them being camera ready. John Green, Hank's brother, talks about it in a video that he likes having his makeup done. But I, I don't think that it's an expectation for them when they get, get on the camera to vlog or anything like that the way that it is. Um, for other genders.
0: Well, what about for you? Do you put on makeup for your YouTube show? I do. Do you feel I, like you have to?
1: Yes. Yeah. I have tried a couple times not to, and it looks like I'm. It looks like I'm tired and don't take care of myself, which is all not real at all. But it's about perceptions, and I've talked with Henry Reich about. Wanting to move away from that, like, oh gosh, I want to not wear bras anymore, and I want to not wear makeup. I'm allergic to a lot of makeup, and so I'm my nose is running when I'm on set, and um, bras, I I didn't have a problem with until we had a lot of uh, forest fires last summer, and it changed my breathing, and so any compression on my chest, I just don't want anything to do with, and I'm sm- I'm smart enough. To know that, like, no one expects me to do that. I can stop wearing bras and stop wearing makeup, and my community isn't gonna shame me. There's nothing wrong with me, but there is still this internal pressure of, like, okay, this is what camera ready looks like. And this is how I fulfill the professional
0: role as a woman. So I didn't know we were doing a podcast today, I thought I was gonna be on video. I ah. absolutely put on more makeup than I normally wear. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I I usually spend like two seconds in the morning, and it's just personal preference. Um, I do wear makeup. I like it. What are your bare minimums? Um, I wear foundation to even out my skin tone and mm-hmm. a little blush to add color back in, and that's about it. Oh. But today I put on lipstick, which is gone now. I put on mascara. I, I got up early so I could make my hair look nice. <laughs> oh, now I
1: feel like we need to do. No, a video. no, I'm, I'm
0: perfectly happy not being on camera. <laughs> but I did, I did do those things, and to speak to the bra thing, I'm with you. I, I've recently lost a lot of weight, and finding bras is already miserable. Mm-hmm. But when your body is changing, even more so. And I will not anymore. I've just stopped. I'm, I'm wearing a bra now, but I'm not wearing underwire, push up, or all that stuff that I would normally wear. That's just what's available. Yeah, honestly. And I kind of decided until I figure out what my body's going to look like when I'm done changing it, whatever that means, (laughs) uh, that I'm not buying new bras because it's expensive and uncomfortable and I don't like crying in dressing rooms. So I'm just wearing the bare minimum and I'm so much happier I'm never going back. (laughs) But it is an expectation. If I walked into work with no bra at all, it wouldn't be okay. People would be looking at me and people would notice, and it would become a distraction. (laughs) And I've actually run into that before. I had a boss that had one of my coworkers tell me I needed to wear more supportive bras because he found my breasts distracting. (laughs) No, 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 no. But we do have to, right? I mean, I don't have to, but if I choose not to, there are consequences for that that I'd rather not deal with, so...
1: It makes me sick to my stomach. Well, because similar things have happened to both my daughters. They're uh, 17 and 18, and at school they were told how they had to dress so that they would be less distracting. And at work they're told how they have to dress so that they're less distracting. Like the natural state of their body is problematic to someone else, and that is heartbreaking to me.
0: Yeah. And that, you know, sex assigned to gender does dictate what's appropriate for you and trying to fit into a box and it limits self expression. And I don't think as a society we're doing much for anybody if we're limiting self expression in that kind of way. And just right out of the gate, there's a set of expectations. <laughs> okay, so let's go back to this idea
1: of oh, I wish we could all wear gray smocks and there's no differentiation versus oh, I really love the self-expression and being able to wear combat boots and glitter. So
0: how do you reconcile those two spaces? I can't. I I mean, (laughs) um, you know, I exist in both worlds in a lot of ways, and that's one of them, like where I wish we could take all of this out of the equation and I could just be seen as a person and not a woman when I speak in meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do value self-expression very much so, and I don't know how to unmarry that from... My perceived gender or my biological sex, I don't have the answer. If anyone out there has the answer, <laughs> we're getting there. Okay. <laughs> I, I can tell you that because when I
1: go into the school systems now with kiddos that I foster, and I see how the the people who identify as boys, Break down those lines, and the people who identify as girls, and then their kiddos that identify as non-binary, and this is happening at a very young age, where their parents, even are their guardians, are reinforcing their ability to choose. Like if you want to wear a skirt, wear a skirt that has nothing to do with your genitals or your identity as boy, girl, etc. So it's happening. I don't know necessarily what the the solution is for people who are older except to learn from people who are younger. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I think the, the smock thing is a great idea. Like, can, can we just do a neutralization of every – all of it? Like, for a couple days, just there, – there is no differentiation. And then we can have a free-for-all and expression.
0: I think about, like, school uniforms. The The idea behind that is to remove that sort of distraction, that everyone's wearing the same thing and therefore are equal and on the same ground, but then they still are skirts and pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder where this comes from, like, clothing, why women have to look a certain way. And I, I guess I, I know it's that historically women are prized for their physical appearance over anything else they have to offer, and so maybe that's where it comes from, but... Well, I think in my personal
1: life, I I want to dress super femme when I am wanting to communicate that I'm super femme. Like I, as a heterosexual woman, I'm like looking to seek a man who is masculine and will treat me as feminine. And when I am feeling less of that, of like I just want to be rough and tumble and also have you think me that I am sexy or fun or whatever, then i wear what I'm wearing today, which you're like – they're really scuff, scruffy, olive, baggy pants, and a. This is actually a, a dude. You know, it's marketed as a dude's sweater. It's baggy on me, and I just I feel, super comfortable. <laughs> but I like the the nuance between feminine and masculine to be able to communicate those things. I just wish we didn't mark them that way.
0: Yeah. What's that. No, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> And I, you know, I wear what makes me comfortable. So I often, I'm wearing pants for the first time in about five years today. Wait, what? Yeah. I haven't worn pants in about five years. What do you wear? I wear dresses and skirts exclusively. Really? Yes, all the time. So I I used to play in the softball team at work and I had a softball dress. I, I, how do I not know this about you? We haven't seen each other in a while. Okay, you're telling me that you're wearing pants
1: for the first time in five years yes. today yes. when we're talking
0: about sex. Right. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I discovered these pants in my closet. That's how it happened.
1: <laughs> and so people know who can't see Andy, Amanda, Randy, um, Richard, you have a, a white t shirt on with a giant pair of underwear. And it it's very, very cute. It says
0: dudette on the tag.
1: It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. I, my experience with having a, a dress code conundrum, similarly to yours, was when I was going to do my first panel, gender panel in the human sexuality class that I taught. So I had invited a whole bunch of people on the spectrum from cis to trans, non-binary, um, Etc., like they were all there. And then I was going to moderate this as the professor for the class and thinking, oh my gosh, what do I wear? And until that day, I hadn't really had any dilemma about what I was going to wear to school. It was like, what's clean and looks nice, put it on. And that particular day, I remember oscillating from a very masculine outfit to, and I think I ended up in. Like a little sundress with a bow on the back, a <laughs> huge ass bow. And I had to tell my students when I got there that, that that was part of the process. And then I think years later when I did it, I ended up wearing like Carhartt overalls or something, just very um,
0: affected by the topic being on my mind.
1: So maybe, maybe it was in your head. Yeah, maybe
0: so. It's <laughs> funny. I think the other reason I present is so feminine and the dresses and the makeup and just the way I've presented myself over the years has to do with self-worth and feeling, you know, trying to figure out where my self-worth comes from and how much of that is external. And presenting as female and feminizing myself for me has been a way of seeking validation for who I am as a person and that if I can be more feminine, more attractive, this is sad, I'm going to cry, <laughs> um, <laughs> that if I can be more feminine, more attractive, that I'm worth more to other people. Um, so, wow, that's heavy. Mm. I don't <laughs> don't know where I was going with that, but there there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I find that at work, too, that, I, you know, the place I work is very casual and, a lot of the men come in in sweatpants and raggedy T-shirts and whatever. It doesn't matter. I would never dream of that. The way I would be perceived by my peers would – that would – coming to work like that would be detrimental to my success there for sure. So – Wow. I I actually – the person who hired me there told me a couple after a couple years in after I'd worked that the reason he hired me was that I looked nice at my interview. So <laughs> – ah, uh, Yeah. I was like I I lit into him I was like well I am smart and hardworking and funny (laughs) that is the least of the reasons you should have hired me (laughs) but there it is good for
1: you for standing up for yourself and educating that individual yeah (laughs) hard stuff yeah I
0: derailed us didn't I (laughs) no not at all
1: absolutely not I'm just thinking about how precious it is to talk with another person about these issues because i i'll talk about them professionally but it's not always a dialogue and it's it's very rarely about the 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 female experience of our our sex being wow like a a value
0: piece yeah yeah i think this isn't true just for me, but I have much more to offer than my body. <laughs> in fact, I'm not offering very many people my body, so why is it even relevant? You know, but it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. No, no.
1: Please don't apologize. Okay, let's check in with our leg crossing. You, you are full. Uh, well, your knees are spread, and one of your legs is bent. Up under, so you. So they're crossed, you, they're crossed, but not
0: the traditional way.
1: <laughs> they're crossed in a more relaxed way, and I <laughs> have moved to actually holding my hands palm ups and open, so that I cannot cross my fingers anymore because <laughs> I keep like <laughs> trying to protect myself with my fingers. Cool.
0: Wow. Any other heavy I, yeah, I told you, you that I babble about? when I'm anxious, and I'm not sure what I just said. So,
1: <laughs> what I heard is that. You have more to offer than your body, than your gender, than your gender expression, than like what your breasts look like or how your hair is done. And we have these expectations that we have learned from a very young age that we need to behave certain ways so that we increase that value. Or if we behave in other ways, we decrease the value. And I think both of us represent the larger population that wants to break free from that and say, if I don't want to wear an underwire bra, I don't have to, and it's none of your business. And if that is distracting to you, then that's a you problem, not a me problem.
0: Yeah. it's. I think it's a struggle to feel that way, what, that what you just said, that I, I can do what I want with my body, but also I have to live in the reality of the world I exist in. Too, I need to make a living. I am ambitious. I I like to work hard and I don't want to be held back by the fact that I won't wear an underwire bra. So I just will because that's easier than spending the rest of my life being held down because I won't and never knowing if that's why I'm being held back or not progressing. I mean, sometimes it's easier to just conform to expectations than it is to fight them. So not recommending it. I look forward to this generation you were talking about and this stuff not mattering. <laughs> I want them to be in charge now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, but what we can do for them is support them in those decisions. And some of us will follow their lead or or we will be leaders ourselves in in just giving permission. I have done so much school shopping with children where... Like okay, you don't like anything in the girls section where you think you're supposed to be shopping. Let's go to a different section, and then they end up finding clothes that they really love and feel comfortable. And it's like okay, yeah, like let's get those clothes. <laughs> um, and then it, there is this awkward moment where they're like, ah, but I still want to be feminine. Like I I feel more comfortable in this so-called boys shirt and these boys pants, but I still want to be pe- feminine. And so it's okay. Can you? Uh, wear earrings or put nail polish on and we use the language of feminine and masculine and you know we're going to get more words with time that will help ease the connection to biosex and gender and whatnot but i like that they are choosing to like take fashion
0: from all worlds and make it their own yeah i think self-expression through gender is fun too Ooh, tell me more I don't know, by kind of bucking those expectations. I just talked a lot about expectations and how I find it easier to conform sometimes, but it's really fun to play with that stuff. It's Mm. um, gender play, and I am what I am. I'm babbling again. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I appreciate (laughs) it. I get it. Have you done drag before? Um, No, it never felt right to me. It felt appropriative, so I have not, um, as performance. Again, I feel like I straddle internally the way I feel I straddle masculine and feminine and I think that I do that naturally mm-hmm. and doing it in a performative sense hasn't felt right for me
1: yeah so. I really relate to that yeah. <laughs> thank you for putting words to it <laughs> you're welcome no that's that is true I was asked to MC a drag show and they wanted a performance as well and I was like mm, that doesn't Not only do I not have the self-efficacy to sing and dance on stage and put on that kind of show, I also didn't feel like that was authentic and then it felt like taking up someone else's space. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Cool. Want to do Kegels? I've been doing them the whole time we've been talking. (laughs) <laughs> nice. I have not because my legs are just working to stay open.
1: <laughs> um well that's not true. There's been a a little bit of butt clinching. That's it. Like my butt cheeks are actually trying to cross at this point because like,
0: my groin just wants to cross. Just cross me. Um okay. Yeah, I've I have a compromise here. The foot under the knee, it's not a full cross. Yeah, no, you do. I am so my curious crotch is visible.
1: <laughs> to, <laughs> I'm so curious to know if the people listening try and do this while they're driving or at work or wherever they're listening to the podcast. They're all trying to keep their legs spread, and and if they're someone who spreads their legs often, if they can empathize with what it feels like to to not have that luxury, hmm. let us know in the comments. <laughs> Okay, so you've been doing kiggles this whole time.
0: Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> do you,
1: like, you're so buff. Do you want to do some more? Um, let's clench for the count of eight, and then hold for a count of eight, then relax and push down for a count of eight. So when we clench, you're just basically drawing all of the... The labia or scrotum or whatever you have dangling between your legs, feeling like you're pulling them into the body, and then we'll hold them there and then relax and kind of uh, let gravity or the mind take them away from the body. So on the count of eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, hold one, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Push down and relax. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three,
0: two, one. Yeah? Yeah, I feel much more relaxed. <laughs> Maybe it was just the, your soothing voice and the counting.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I think it's... Uh, it takes up this weird space in a podcast to have these moments of counting or sometimes we'll do them quietly. But people message me or send me letters and they tell me that it's their favorite part of the podcast. So I'm a fan.
0: I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Good. Okay. Well, the, the last thing that we have to do is give a to credit assignment. Ooh.
0: Now you can practice at home. gives you sextra credit.
1: Yeah, something that they get to work on in the next amount of time until we upload a new podcast. Do you have any ideas?
0: Oh, boy. Um, I feel very on the spot right now. Oh, okay.
1: If you don't, I have a lot that's come yeah, no. to mind. Well, because I uh, want to
0: do it. I would like to be assigned extra credit. Okay, as well. Se- I, I, will, extra credit. I will
1: assign you some <laughs> sextra credit. credit. Um, one, I really like the leg spread thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think – that as a community, it would be cool if we could all just practice doing that and doing it in public spaces where we get people to start thinking, oh my gosh, why is that person sitting with their legs spread? Oh, I guess I don't really know why that's a bad thing. I wonder if I can sit with my legs spread and then pass it around the planet and uh, and see how quickly it moves. And then definitely watch this explanations episode to, if you can, to see all the different ways that we try and figure out a binary that doesn't exist and what else came to mind things about appearance like is there something that you would want people to try doing with fashion or their expression to push themselves
0: yeah i think it'd be really fun to try on clothes that you wouldn't normally wear and see how you feel in them Mmm, fashion show? Yeah, fashion show. Like, go to the mall, and I mean, I don't typically recommend going to the mall, but this is a good place for this activity. <laughs> and pick out some clothes you wouldn't normally wear, try them on, and then come out of the dressing room and walk around. See how you feel. Yeah. I know, I just want to do that. So, okay. And then <laughs> I'm going to go put on some, a suit and tie
1: on Twitter and Instagram and hashtag podcast.
0: I think, I think I talked over you. Oh, go ahead. I didn't hear you. So, where
1: do we put it? Twitter it. Twitter and Tumblr and uh, Instagram. Post your pictures with hashtags explanations podcast so we can see your fashion debut. debut. I'm going to do this tonight. I'm very excited. Ooh, will you send me a picture? I, I will. <laughs> That's exciting. I, I have done this with friends. A good place to do it is um, secondhand stores. Ooh. Because they're a little less androgynous um, and so you can like really get into like 1990s boy band outfit if you want
0: i'm into that <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so fun i'm excited okay so you know your sex to credit homework try and spend some time sitting with your legs spread or crossed if spread is what's typical for you um, change up your fashion and take a photo and what's the other one watch oh and watch our video watch the video so that you know what we're talking about maybe challenge someone
0: to the chair exercise this is how i will start displaying my dominance from now on is the chair exercise
1: I love it. I love it so very much. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Good, good. We did it. We accomplished our goal. You did promise
0: we'd have fun. We came through.
1: That's our only objective is to have fun, and I'm I'm glad we did it. And I'm I'm still sitting here with my legs spread, so I have accomplished uh, another goal. So that's great. Uh, Thanks also to Complexly for production, Cali and Cinema Studios for all the sound engineering and editing to count Boogie for the jingles and Cora and Parle I'm Still Learning.